after writing two transformational books myself and supporting many other beings to do the same, I've become enthralled by the deep and mysterious magic that's activated when we choose to say yes to ourselves and commit to the book writing journey. Of course, we want to inspire change and new perspectives in our readers, but the transformation that happens as an author, both throughout the writing process and by actually releasing your book into the world, is surprisingly potent. I know I've been blindsided in the most disruptive and delicious ways by some of the changes my books have brought into my life. Writing a book is like casting a spell. Although we can never be completely sure what's going to be unleashed during the process, we choose to do it anyway. This Unbound One is a heroic journey. Each book has the potential to be a magical portal, a doorway to a new world, both for you and your reader. Each book has a very specific medicine that it's here to share with us. And each book gives us the opportunity to alchemize the magnificent imperfection of our experience into gold. The truth is that anyone can write a book. We could all get a few thousand words down and put them together. But what fascinates me is what happens when we allow the book writing process to go deeper. When we say, fuck it, get naked and dive way down beneath the surface letting go of the shoulds and any need to be acceptable, sensible or approved of. What fascinates me is what happens when we make ourselves fully available to being transformed by the very act of writing a book. This is Unbound Writing and this is the process we'll be exploring together here in the Unbound Writers Club. I'm Nicola Humber, author and founder of The Unbound Press, and I help magical beings to write the transformational book they're really here to write at this time. I'm your guide here in The Unbound Writers Club, and the aim of this podcast is to help you to feel supported, encouraged, activated as you embark on your book writing journey. Whether you're a first-time author or have many books out in the world, my hope is that you will find something here to inspire you. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Unbound Writers Club. I am pretty excited today because we have put together something very special for you. The Bring Your Book to Life Micro Audio Summit is open for registration now. This is a an interview series where we have invited speakers who have something to share around different aspects of the book writing journey so that you can write, publish and promote your book in the most powerful way and make sure it gets into the hands of the people that it's here to impact. So the Bring Your Book to Life Micro Audio Summit, is, as it says, it's all audio. It's very, very similar to listening to this podcast. What I did when I was planning it was I thought about every stage of the book writing journey. And the points along the way that can trip us up, you know, and keep us stuck, those places where we can feel confused or overwhelmed or fearful. And then I thought about the speakers who could 
well, who had something to offer about each one of those points along the way. So some of them are talking about, you know, before you get started, some are talking about the actual book writing process. And then we have people talking about like promoting your book and like design and publishing. So, you know, you're going to feel supported every step of the way when you are listening to this really powerful interview series. So today, like I said, we're giving you a taste of Bring Your Book to Life. You can sign up and get access to all of the interviews at nicolahumber.com slash bring your book to life. But in this episode, you are going to be hearing, first of all, from Tara Jackson, a snippet of the conversation I had with her, where she's talking about how to create a writing practice that feels amazing for you by harnessing the power of the seasons of creation and also color. So, so fascinating. Then you're going to hear a little bit of my conversation with Sarah Coxon author of Way of the Priestess. She is talking all about how to move through those fears that can bubble up when we are thinking about sharing our story. I know that comes up for a lot of us and Sarah has some great advice around this. Then you're going to hear from me. (laughs) Um, In my conversation, uh, Joe Gifford is interviewing me well, we're having a conversation really around how to conceive the specific idea for the book that you are really here to write. Then you are going to hear from Kate Taylor, glorious Kate Kate Taylor, creator of the Practical Magic Activation deck and author of the upcoming Big, Bold and Beautiful. Kate is talking about how to harness the power of community and intuition to write your book and also make sure that it reaches like the audience that it's meant to reach. So there's a lot around kind of visibility and connection in our conversation. But also what was really fascinating is Kate has had experience both of self-publishing and traditional publishing. So we're also talking about that as well. And you're going to hear a little bit of our insights in today's episode. Then you will hear from Leah Kent. Leah is one of our designers at the Unbound Press. She's also an amazing book coach. And she is talking about what we need to be aware of as authors when it comes to book design. It's not all about the book cover. So that there's so many juicy nuggets in that conversation. Then you will hear from me in conversation with Victoria Bennett and Charmaine Hammond, who they're crowdfunding experts. The great thing is Victoria is a crowdfunding expert. Charmaine is a best-selling author herself, and they've come together to help authors harness the power of crowdfunding so that you can get your book written and published and also grow a community around your writing. So I'm really, really excited for you to listen into that. And finally, you will hear a little bit of my conversation with Amber Petty. And Amber is talking all about the power of newsletters, like how as authors, we can really anchor into our skill as writers to create a newsletter that allows us to connect with more people and reach a wider audience. 
So yeah, just a taste of each of those conversations in today's episode. I really hope you enjoy it. I really hope that you join us uh, for Bring Your Book to Life. Registration is open until Sunday, February the 26th, till the end of Sunday. So you've got that time to sign up. Once you do that, you get lifetime access to each one of the interviews. Like I said, it's audio only. It's designed. You can listen to the whole thing if you want to kind of binge listen to it in a few hours. And you're going to have so much inspiration and really implementable, if that's a word, (laughs) tips. So you can go away and really get into momentum with your writing. Okay, let's hear from Tara first of all. And some of the things you mentioned there... um, which I feel is really important as well, is that writing our books, it doesn't always look like kind of sitting down with a notebook or at the laptop. Like you say, sometimes it is with a voice note, like when you're out for a walk or something comes through for a social media post or a blog. And actually that's that's to go into our book. So, yeah. Completely. And, you know, this this whole lived experience of it, I think, because, you know, of course, my books all have embodied in the title. Mm-hmm. I've got to embody them all <laughs> in some way or another. Yeah. And so often my lived experience can be actually quite a healing type journey, I think, for lack of better wording. It's sort of like it has to I have to release things, heal things, hold things, um, move through things to be able to to hold what's coming and to write what's what's needed as well. So I find that yeah, they're often very transformative in that respect for me as well and that journey. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. As you were saying that, um, it's just such an important reminder that whatever we're choosing to write about, like yours all have the theme of embodied. So of course, there's going to be an invitation for you to be more embodied, you know, whatever you're writing about, like mine, um, a lot of my books uh, will see Unbound and Unbound Writing. You know, there's always going to be an invitation for me to be more unbound in like the way I'm creating and the way I'm writing. So, you know, for those listening, like just be really curious about what you're writing about and allowing that quality or those qualities to come through in your writing practice, not just what you write, but how you write. I feel that's really important so thank you for thank you for highlighting that absolutely yeah that's I mean that's been the the amazing part of it that I didn't expect to receive from writing the books you know each one actually has been an activation in some way as well you know I think the first one was more about my past my history my story you know and that and activating the healing and then the sort of opening the space for what was to come whereas the next three interestingly it's almost like I've there's sort of been healing obviously alongside and I've written them but they've activated me into my next level as well yeah and I'm still receiving that from the last two you know because they've only just been out at this time you know a few months and Mm. less than a year both of them actually at this time I think there's so much healing in in being able to read someone else's experience particularly if it's very similar to your own and um, I think that we live in an age of memoir where a lot of things that we kind of have previously kind of kept secret or we think it's just us. We actually want to see ourselves reflected in other people's stories. So I kind of knew that it would be more powerful if I did share 
the things from my life and also the things that, you know, are not particularly glamorous or don't particularly paint me in a fantastic light. And, you know, that's the, a lot of the feedback that I've got from the book has been about that sharing and how it resonates with, with people and how it speaks to where they're at. And so, yeah, even though it can be very scary to share something so vulnerably particularly when it's a book and it's going out into the world and you have no control over who reads it and that was very terrifying at the same time when you get those messages from people saying your book has really shifted something in me and I've received I can't even count how many messages I've received like that now I'm like okay that's that's worth it Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that, like what it's like on the other side, because I feel like that's something really powerful for people to hear that even though it feels edgy and vulnerable and really scary to share our stories, that's that's where the magic is. Like that's what creates connection and helps our readers to feel seen and understood um, in their own experience. So it's really inspiring to hear about that. So I guess that leads us beautifully onto the next piece, which is, you know, how can we tune into our books and what they're asking of us? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the key is to really see it as a relationship. Um, And I love it. Like, I'm sure many other people listening to this have read um, Big Magic by Liz Gilbert and how she talks about ideas and how they're out there kind of floating around um, waiting for someone to say yes to them and if you don't then they'll go off to somebody else which actually terrified me when I was writing Hill You're in a Good Girl it's like no this is my idea so I need to write it so it will go out into the world Um, but when we think about it like that we can see our books and these ideas as something that we get to have a relationship with. And I actually recommend, you know, connecting with your book, like taking time whenever you come to the page, certainly at the beginning of your process, to like invite your book to connect with you. And you can do that in meditation or like I like to go out for a walk and just ask my book to come with me um, and just like open up those channels of communication because you can ask your book questions like what do you want to be like what do I need to write about today what's the first step like who do I need to connect with and it will support you on the journey so I was talking about this the other evening in a Unbound Writing Mastermind call how you know you get to have this evolving relationship with your book and it's there to support you as much as you're there to kind of help birth it into the world. And I think when we feel into it in that way, it can take us out of our heads and into our hearts. And we get to bring through ideas and insights that we wouldn't be able to access if we were just there trying to figure it all out. So a lovely commissioning editor, Beth, reached out and said, I love how you talk about Big Bold, Beautiful Life. Um, Would you like to write a book about that? And I was like, yeah, let me think about that for a second. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) And we would like to tie that into the deck as well. Would you like, have you thought about having the deck published? And it was a little bit daunting because once you hand that over to a publisher, you're handing over your baby 
and you're saying, okay, I'm giving you essentially the rights to this, which is what you're doing when you're handing to a publisher. And you've got to trust them. You've got to really trust that they have the best interest for you and your book. And we had those conversations really early up front because obviously everything about my work is tied into the Practical Magic Activation Deck and Big Bold Beautiful because it's a program that I run and it's essentially my business. So handing that over to somebody takes an enormous amount of trust and really clear communication as well. Um, We went through quite a lot of iterations with the agreement just to make sure that my business obviously is covered and that I still have the flexibility and freedom to do with the book and the deck what I do within my business, you know, that there were no restrictions there. And that, that was a really good and healthy process. Mm, mm. it's so interesting to hear about your experience and and the differences between self-publishing and traditional publishing and how we don't have to do either or like one can lead to the other um I think people think once they've self-published something that's it you know um so it's great to hear how like that process led a traditional publisher coming to you yeah and do you know what I think it ties back to always what your vision is Mm. like back in 2017 when I was in the shower and I had this like idea pop in it's almost like this weird moment where time kind of like went really stretchy and then snapped back into that very moment because it was in that moment that I could see everything like I could see it being across the world I could see it doing this and I've never given up on that vision I didn't know how that was going to happen and sometimes you don't need to necessarily know and have all of the controls about how you can take action as long as you're staying connected to the vision for why this thing exists in the world your creative um, expression exists in the world and the the positive impact you want it to have most of the time they're not aware of it. Mm. Um, in design, we say like, if you've done a good job, they are not aware of it. But if you haven't done a great job, they're very aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's done right, it just feels smooth. If it's done wrong, they're like, what? Book weird. They, they might not know why, right? Because they're not a book designer. They'll just know something's a bit off. Um, so my goal as a designer is to just deliver this experience Um, that feels just very smooth and effortless for the reader. And when that happens, then you as the author, you just kind of can shine and be confident about your book. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea of the design being the meeting point between the author and the, the reader. I've never thought about it quite in that way. I love that. I mean, you talked about design decisions there. And I think like as authors, we can get really focused on the cover design, which is obviously important. I definitely want to talk about that. But I mean, what are the kind of design decisions that we need to be thinking about as authors? Yeah. So what, what usually happens, like I start thinking about the design decisions from the time that you're, you know, finalizing your manuscript, you're in the editing mode. Sometimes you can think about it earlier. I think about it earlier just because that's how my brain works, but not everybody's brain works that way and it's okay. But at some point there has to be this um, experience of consistency 
yeah. in how you're structuring things. And the sort of the more, the softer, um, maybe more feminine way that I think about it is rhythm. Mm-hmm. But there starts to be a sense of rhythm in your manuscript that will flow into the design. And so one example would be, you know, if one chapter is 70 pages long and then the next chapter is 10 pages long, that can feel funny to the reader. Mm. So I think about it in terms of rhythm. So I think that if you're, if you start to have an awareness as you're writing your book about that rhythm, and if you start imagining yourself like, okay, are these feeling kind of consistent? Does there start to be this sense of like, this exercise comes at the end of the chapter and this exercise happens at the beginning of the chapter, there starts to be this form that emerges Mm -hmm. and that always translates beautifully into um, the design. You can build that audience. And we're seeing authors that we're working with who had small audiences that are starting to build their audiences because we go out and tweet or Facebook or put a LinkedIn message and our audience becomes interested in their book title or their crowdfund. And that's where it becomes really po- um, powerful. It's kind of like the the old, I don't know if this is a shampoo that everybody knows, but I remember when I was growing up, there was a shampoo called Pert. And it was always like, and you can tell someone and they can tell someone and so on and so on. That's the beauty of crowdfund is that other audiences also become attracted to the author's uh, campaign and book. Mm-hmm. Cool. Victoria. And I was going to say, and that's the thing about, about finding your niche. And actually, I, I, I love the spaghetti one. I always say spray and pray. But I think actually that the throwing spaghetti is a, is a, a, a better um, example. But it, it is like that, because if you are niche, then that book title is going to speak to people, yeah. whereas uh, and it's going to resonate with people uh, and what you have is going to and then the people are going to love it and they're going to tell their friends about it. Whereas if it's sort of um, if it's sort of aimed at everybody, it's going to be playing vanilla and mm-hmm. it's going to sit, sit on the bookshelves. And I know Charmaine always says to me that the, the is it to the average number of books sold is 500 copies or something like that. It changes. I know I read a report last year and they said about 250 oh. books and I've heard 500 and my, my publisher told me even less than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is why um, it's so important that we think about marketing and promoting and building our audience throughout the year. It's not just a, you will launch it and they will come. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> It's not like that, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you for that phrase. Cause that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If you want to share your work, if you want to reach people, then promotion is going to be a part of it. So finding these ways where, okay, I've grown this newsletter audience, it then also gives you a bunch of options because if something doesn't get picked up by a traditional publisher, you still have an audience of people you can sell things to. So that helps self-publishing by a mile. (laughs) Uh, Something getting really popular amongst your audience, who knows where that's going to lead you. So it's a two, it's like a two-pronged thing of you both get to help sell what you already have or what's in the pipeline, but you're also creating an audience that gives you the opportunity to sell anything you want. So the more you grow it, kind of oddly enough, it eventually can help you get to that world of, I just write, I don't do anything else. 
but there's just a promotional chunk in between. And if you can make that fun, or at least semi-fun, <laughs> then it's going to be a whole lot easier. Yeah, I'm all about making it fun and pleasurable as much as possible. Yeah. Whatever we do, like bringing... Because you're bringing. not going to sell something well when you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and that's why a lot of book things come out as like, hey, I've got this book. If you bought it, that's great. But if you don't, I also understand, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. And that's not like a great sales pitch because <laughs> we feel bad. And whereas when you're just going, hey, here's a newsletter full of uh, thought things I found interesting this week in a specific genre that doesn't feel why what feels bad about promoting that you know nothing exactly.